Hello, hello again, family. Hey, we're going to pick up on our series, What is a Mentor? Question, and do I have one? Question. Um, today, I want to specifically just pick up where we left off, talking about identifying the mentors in our life. And last time I talked about uh, Charles Barkley being mentored by a man named Moses Malone. It changed his whole career. He changed his life and became a better ball player because of it. That took some humility. That took some dedication on his part to work hard. And also, it's really good when someone invests in you for your good and you carry that to the next two, three, four levels of your life. That is the way that you turn around and say thank you, not only with your mouth, but also with your actions. My gosh, let me say that again. That is the way you say thank you with your life, with your actions, and not just your mouth. Many times I've seen people, they'll say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for this. But their life does not line up with it. That's why he wants people who say, those who say that God is my father, my heavenly father. He wants to see that through your life, not just you broadcasting it through your mouth. But let's get let's get into identifying um, some other mentors that were in the life of people. In the Bible, it tells the story of a girl by the name of Esther. Now, let me give you some background. Esther, she was a Jewish girl, and her name had been changed to Esther. Her real name was Hadessa. That was her uh, name in Hebrew. Now, Esther's parents had died, and the story is that her cousin named Mordecai, He basically adopted her and he brought her up as his own daughter, like a daughter in his own house. Or, as I say today, he mentored her. He was a mentor. He wasn't her father. This was a cousin, but he was still a mentor to her. And they found themselves in a situation where where they lived at, it was under a kingdom rulership. It was not like democracy today. So let me explain some things so you'll understand the difference between those type of governments. In a democracy, as we are in America, we live by, we're supposed to, something called the Constitution of the United States of America. So if you want to know what's in there and what we're supposed to live by, go back and read the Constitution. And also in America, we have something called a president who is supposed to be the leader, who is designated as the leader of the country. Now, president is not the person's name. It is the title that they have. So, if I've been properly mentored by someone in any capacity, one thing, and let me put up, let me bring out this principle. I am supposed to respect the title or the position, let me say that, the position of the individual, even though I may not like them or not, I may not even agree with what they're doing, but what am I supposed to do when I say respect that? I'm supposed to pray for them, 
I'm supposed to pray and ask God to give my country, my state, my county, where I live at, godly leaders. Now, someone says, well, they all bad. You know, I can't find any. Okay, if you see that and if you know that, then you need to get involved and get into leadership in some type of capacity. Okay, instead of putting your mouth and pointing out facts about the person alone, hey, get involved with the local sports team uh, uh, somewhere in government, run for mayor, run for congressman, somehow become an impact, become an influencing area, open up a business. That way someone has to come to a place where they're experiencing integrity, love, acceptance. No one's not tolerating their buffoonery and foolishness, so they're learning to grow up and mature. It's a safe place, not a place where you have a bunch of pimps and vultures waiting around for whoever comes through the door, or just another place in the neighborhood where there's negativity and you know bad things happening there. So get involved. Well, in Esther's situation, Esther and her people, they lived in a place, it wasn't a democracy, that government, it was called a kingdom. Now, let me explain what that simply means. In a kingdom, you have something called a king. The king owns everything in the kingdom. He owns the property, the land that the property sits on, He even owns the people. And if I decide that I do not want to obey the laws that come out from under that kingdom and I want to rebel, the penalty is normally death. Or you may never be heard from again. So when I mean that, you could be exiled somewhere else um, where life can be very hard for you. Well, Esther found herself in this situation and... That's where they live. Her and her uncle, they had been taken as slaves, um, their people, and they were brought to this area to live in. So, again, we're talking about identifying your mentor. Esther found herself in a position where she was going to be one of the many wives of the king. So one of the processes they had when they were picking women were they would bring them in to the kingdom. They put them on a special diet. Uh, This went on for over a year. And not only diet, you had beauty treatments that were done on you. Basically, you were being prepared for this new person who was going to be your husband, the king. Now, as I said, she would be one of many women, and this was, she could not say no. If she would say no, that could mean death. So she was in this situation where, really, her fate wasn't in her hands anymore. But her people had a belief, and they served a living God who had done miracles and helped them before, And situations like this, all the way back to what they read in their books and what had been passed down to them about their people. 
So Esther finds herself in a situation one day where someone had devised a plot to wipe out all Jewish people. That's what we would call today human uh, genocide of a race. And that still happens today. Hitler tried to wipe out all of the Jews. He succeeded with six billion plus. African-Americans... Uh, many who have come over, uh, oh my gosh, across the Atlantic, over 6 billion of them died just trying to get over them here. And we're not even going to get into how many died when they got here. Either from disease, lynching, all sorts of inhumane acts. You've had people who were taken from different continents just across the, the ocean to be slaves and they had no choice in the matter. They were just made servants because as I said last time humanity will seek to dominate each other when you are not controlled by the Holy Spirit and that's why I harp on and I continue to harp on the importance of biblical fathers and mentors in our life. If you do not have one, find one. If you say, I look, I can't find, you can write into us uh, via the website on the contact page. You can get our books, order some for yourself, study them. I'm not just read them, study them. Ask questions. Start to um, include them in your conversations when you have friends over. Or if you're driving somewhere in the car, ask, ask your friend, well, who's your mentor? Why are they Why are they a mentor? Who's mentoring you about money? How are you learning that? What books are you reading about money? I mean, we all make the same amount of money. I don't want to be broke the rest of my life. Or I want to make sure whatever I'm doing has a lasting impact beyond me when I'm gone. All right, so let me let me get back to talking about Esther. Um, Esther found herself in a situation one day where her cousin Mordecai said, "Look, there's been a law passed right now because Mordecai had made somebody mad, and this law got passed where all of the Jews were to get killed." And Mordecai had told Esther, he said he sent the message. He said, "Look, I can't get into." The palace, you live there. Nobody, I can't just walk up in there. But he sent the message and said, look, here's this plot. They're threatening to kill all of the Jews. Now, that number was at least 100,000 people. So we're talking about a mass slaughter that was getting ready to take place. And he said, I, you need to go to the king to let him know if he's going to pass this law that you're Jewish also, and that that means you're going to have to be killed. Now, I know he loves you very much. You're one of his favorites, or the favorite, so he needs to know this. Well, the way the story goes is Esther, she sent word back to her cousin Mordecai after getting that message, and she said, well, look, um, I can't just walk into the king's office or where he's at like that because up here the way it works is if you're not invited 
or if he doesn't call from you, you don't just barge in. I don't care if I'm his wife or not. That could be death for me. So technically, you know, I'm sorry, cousin, but um, y'all in trouble. I, I can't help you. Well, Mordecai, he sent word back and he said, um, okay, I tell you what. Don't you think that I don't want you to walk away thinking that just because you in the big house right now with the king that you want to be safe? Because if we die, you're going to die. You and all your cousins, myself, everybody who's a part of your family. And then her cousin said this to her. He said, Esther, you don't know and don't take it for granted. Maybe God has you in this position for a time like this. Wow. Wow. See, a mentor will remind you and tell you things that you do not like and sometimes that you don't want to hear, but it's good for you. So if you're listening today, that's one of the things I want to illustrate to you. I want to point out that principle. The principle is this here. Maybe you're where you're at today because you were there to be a solution to a problem in that area. I understand you want to do better. You may not like the environment or you're doing fine, but you become comfortable and lazy and just self-centered. No, you cannot control other people's decisions and their actions, but you can create an environment where you're at in your own home that says, hey, this is how we roll here. I have no control over what my brother does or what my neighbor does in his house. They may play video games all day. They may be partying, fights going on and everything, but I can only control what is in my home. And when I need peace, when I need to set things back in order, if I have to pick up the phone to call the cops because people will not obey, so be it. So again, you identify the mentors you have in your life. Who do you need to release? Who do you need to get a hold of? The ones you need to add? You have to make that decision. Are they good ones? Are they bad ones? I'm not saying anyone to be perfect, but I'm saying what is the good you can extract from every situation and say, at least I learned that's bad and why it's bad for me. Or you can say, hey, I was doing bad because I was following this individual. So I'm glad the light came on and I've come to my senses. Because remember this here, you will enjoy things that displease God, or the Bible calls it sin, for a time until you come to your senses. Because it's not going to be joyful all the time. And you may not understand that, but it's not going to be. It may be joyful right now. And as one lady said to me, once when I was speaking, she said... Look, when I was doing everything that displeased God, she said, I was having a good old time. 
So people who say, well, they they hated sinning and they hated being a sinner. She said they weren't doing it right. And I agree. Even the Bible says sin has its pleasure for a moment. What does that mean when it says for a moment? That means you don't have long to stay here on this planet and life is not a game. So, hey, I want to leave that with you today. Um, one thing in this series, I hope you've grown. I hope you've learned. That's uh, one other thing, just looking at my notes. Uh, I'll just leave this with you. Um, make sure to today and every day, I want you to forgive at least two people. Who are the two people? Number one, I want you to practice forgiving others who have wronged and hurt you. Forgive them. That does not mean that you're reconciled to the same relationship you had before, but it does mean that you've released that pain or what they've done. Let me say that. And the pain may still be there, but... Pray and ask God every day and get some help if you have to. There's no shame. Okay, Lord, how do I release this pain? How do I, I need to walk it out of my life. The second person I want you to forgive is yourself. Forgive yourself for the things you did not know at that time. Forgive yourself for that. It's okay. We all have to grow. Thank God you learned something new. Now forgive yourself for what you did not know at that time when those things happened to you. And lastly, I want you to answer this question for yourself. Think about it. Meditate on it. And ask God to show you in you, in your life, are you mad at God? That's the question. Am I mad at God? Am I mad? Do I blame him for what happened? What didn't happen? How have I been living my life? I carry a Bible, but I'm still mad at him. I've never fully trusted anyone. And I really don't trust God because, you know, I feel as though, he. why did he let this happen? So... That's something I want you to think about. But I'm going to end right here, family. I just want to pray for you. If you'll accept it. If not, just turn it off and, um, you know, go somewhere else. That's fine. But this is for those who are ready. My Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today for this series about identifying what a mentor is and even being able to answer the question do I have one I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice I pray that you will give them the strength to continue in this journey called life I pray that forgiveness will be in them and that it will flow through them to others I even thank you in advance that as they do that, their health will become better. Their energy levels will go up. They will be helping others to be free from the pain and the the history of bitterness and anger of things that were done wrong to them. Father, I've already said it and you've told me in your word and showed us that mankind 
left to his own devices without you is evil and will seek to dominate each other and will dress it up in any form that we want to. Father, I thank you that you have showed us the way through your son, Jesus. We are better with people in community and loving relationships, forgiving one another, being at peace with all men and people as much as it's possible. If it's not possible, then we have to set up boundaries so that we will maintain our peace. And Father, also doing good to anyone who doesn't even look like us, but to anyone. Because you love humanity and there is a bad devil who hates people who are created in your image. I acknowledge that. I pray that every individual who was born in this world, who's created in the image of God, I pray that they will accept you, Father, as their Heavenly Father. And that's only done through the adoption agency of the one called Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. There's no other way. Father, I thank you and I introduce this new life to them. Yes, it is a growing process. But Father, you are there with us and you will send mentors and fathers to help us grow who have your heart and mind. Thank you for doing this. And I thank you for the people today. Amen. All right, guys, you enjoy your day and share this with someone else. Remember, buy the materials. We have great books out there. And also, please send your comments back about the videos on the home page. As you scroll down, you'll see a part one and a part two. I would love to hear your responses to those videos. All right, have a good day. Goodbye.